0: Alright, we got a, a ton of questions, and I, like I said, just, I, you, I was blown away by how many uh, people, not because, it, Charles, it's, it's you, but because, you know, we'll get a, a bunch of questions, but not like this. They blew the doors off our, wow. our Twitter and our Patreon. So the first one up here is uh, Marsh on Patreon, a very loyal member. He says, okay. if, uh, wrestling, if wrestling fundamentals are things like tie-ups, running the ropes, and taking care of your opponent, what would you say are the fundamentals for being a good ref?
1: Um, mainly staying out of the way and being able to communicate between the wrestlers, um, to be able to pass messages from one wrestler to another. Um, that's very, very important, but mainly staying out of the way and something that I am not good at is not being seen myself I tend to I tend to exaggerate things and moves when they happen um, I don't recommend that for people because um, it sort of takes away from the match some people tell me it adds to the match but um, I would if I were able I would key that back a little bit myself <laughs> if you're able <laughs> but I can't I've tried, I've tried really?
0: Really? Not Can you really just... I
1: react to what's going on and I cannot do it at this well, point in my career
0: yeah well you Geez, you've been doing it for a little bit. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe something's working. You're right. I hope yeah, so. yeah. With with that in mind, though, when you and you talk about uh, you know staying out of the way and it, it has the way that uh, you know the, the 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 current day superstar uh, as opposed to guys you work with you know back in the day, as we'd say, is it different? How you go into a match now, the way they prepare or the way they uh, prep you, or how you guys go into them now, or has it always been the same?
1: You know, it's pretty much always been the same. Um, I mean, when I was working with, you know, like Rick or Hogan, I would get a lot less information, whereas some of the guys now, they tend to uh, let me know what the complete match is, everything they want really? to do. Um, mm-hmm. And that's good to know just so so many of these moves nowadays, there's four names for the exact same move. And to be honest, sometimes it gets confusing. So. Yeah. I'll say, give me at least three moves before the end so I don't confuse it with something else. Because I had a time, I did a match with Kurt Angle and Hooker T. I think it was mm-hmm. the Great American Bash. And I got the finish confused with the actual finish, and they were over on time. And I counted the match over, uh-huh. even though that wasn't the finish. Um Fortunately, somebody didn't get their shoulder up, and Vince congratulated me when I come, came to the back. But I told him, I said, you know, I messed up because I thought that was the finish. If I would have known two or three moves prior to that, um, I wouldn't have made that mistake.
0: Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Wrestling on the rocks uh, from Twitter uh, it says, "What's great the worst?"
1: Yeah. They are absolutely. great people. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes really we depend are. on them so it. But uh, what's the uh, worst? Thing a referee can do in the ring?
1: The worst thing? The
0: worst thing a ref can do in the ring.
1: Um, forget the finish. You know?
0: Yeah, that, well, that, that's, yeah, that's, that that's would, the worst uh,
1: thing. Forget the finish. Um, yeah. And just get in the way. Um, and sometimes, these guys move so fast nowadays, sometimes I find it hard to get out of the way. But, um, you know, being in the way and just forgetting the finish, I mean, that's going to be the worst thing you could do if you mess up a finish. Especially if it's a championship match
0: yeah it's a big one
1: uh, yeah. something like that so uh to me that's the worst thing that we can do
0: all right Stuart uh, walter uh, this is also from twitter uh what's well this is interesting what's the best advice you've ever given to a wrestler
1: to a wrestler yeah huh that's... wow um i would say probably don't bury your referee you know um let's let's this, this is real. Treat it like it's real, you know, cause that's what we try to do. We try to treat it like it's real. You yeah. don't want, you know, to have your referee doing something that doesn't make any sense. Like getting, let's say there's a street fight and someone's calling for you to get in between them to break it up. I had that happen. Yeah. I'm not going to say who, but I had Absolutely. that happen. Don't do things that don't make any sense. So, yeah. you know, um, and I'll listen to anything that any of the wrestlers have to say, whether they're someone that came in last week or someone that's been here for 15 years. I'll listen, but if there's something that I can add, I'll, I'll add it. Of course.
0: Yeah. Well, and 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 like you said, that that really is important because you have to make it seem legitimate when you tell them, you know, I'm telling you, got to back away or whatever, and uh, they've got to listen to you because then it they have takes listen. the credibility from the match.
1: They do, you know, and when you start counting, they, they have to listen to where you are on the count. Yeah. I don't know how many times, and we shouldn't do it, but we try to protect the guys so much, you know, we'll be on eight or nine, and they're yeah. not even starting to get in the ring, or they're in the corner, and they won't back up. Um, what we should do is just count them out, and that's, yeah. what, Vince, that's what Vince wants us to do, too. Yeah. But um, especially at a lot of events, sometimes we find that we're trying to protect people too much. Um, so, you know, just listen to the referee and just respect what we're trying to do because we're respecting what you're doing.
0: Yeah, well, and it takes away from them, too, Absolutely. In, in the entire match. Right. Uh, Jared uh, Fritz on Twitter says, uh, what's the greatest single bit of advice that has helped you uh, in your professional career? I don't know, uh, you know, necessarily from a wrestler, maybe another referee. What, what uh, piece of advice really has uh, carried you along the way?
1: You know, the first thing that I learned, I have two ears and one mouth, so keep my mouth shut and listen. You can learn so much just from listening to everybody, Um, and that's the biggest advice. You know, you get some people that come in and they talk, 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 and they don't listen to what everyone else is trying to tell them. So, you know, just listen to what you're being told to do.
0: I think that's good life advice, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, really, not just for wrestling. Absolutely.
0: All right. Uh Bo uh Beecraft, or yeah, I think that's right, Beecraft. Uh what's the most valuable thing uh uh your role and elders and peers have taught him through the years? I think this is more along the lines of uh I guess you know somebody who is a more, a role model type uh who has really influenced you.
1: Yes, Besides you know. Rick. Um yeah. <laughs> It's going to be Arn Anderson. And, oh, really? Yeah, okay. You know, um, just take care of other people. You know, don't be selfish. You, you should always take care of others that can't take care of themselves. And that's something that, that I try to do. You know, with the younger referees coming in, someone needs a, a room to stay in. Hey, you want to stay with me? Do you want to ride? Um, to Save some money. You know, just take somebody under your wing and mentor them. Because eventually, it's time to pass the torch, yeah. and it's nice to have people that are able to carry that torch.
0: And, and you know, you've seen it. Uh, I saw it during my time, uh, where you had guys when you had that kind of fame, and it does finally come after you've worked your ass off. We, we you know we won't take that away from, but some get would get affected by it. But rather than talk about those people, who were the ones, and I besides Arn, and right. uh, and Rick that. Uh, were great examples of that 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 also you know took people under their wing knew that they needed to pass on the uh you know the legacy of of the business and and uh you know and tradition
1: you know i think i think the veterans have done that period i mean look at someone like the undertaker um yeah. you know he's passed it on to, to like ray wyatt the fiend um I think all everyone that's been in this business long enough, they they know that's the right thing to do. Um, you know, so I, I honestly, I just think everybody does it at some point. Um, people aren't selfish like they were. I think maybe in the '70s and '80s when it was more cutthroat. I don't think it's near as cutthroat as it was in the past.
0: Yeah. Is, uh, is Sean Michaels a good example of that because, um, we all knew him earlier on and, uh, and then when he came back, he seemed, (laughs) but he seemed like he was a different person and I wasn't there, so I didn't witness it.
1: Right. Right. Um, you know, Sean's a a great testimony for how he has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he has actually picked up and, and moved to Orlando to be at the performance center. That way, he can pass that knowledge on mm-hmm. to everyone else. So, you know, a Texas Texas boy moving to Orlando um, just to pass this knowledge on. I think it's it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, and then, and no question that uh, I, I you know to me uh, you, you think a top five uh, you you've got to include Shawn Michaels in
1: that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably top three.
0: Yeah. Or two. Yeah.
1: Probably two. <laughs>
0: And Bret Hart is—I uh, don't know how much you ever got a chance to work with him, but uh, he was always somebody else who I really admired when I when I worked for the WWF.
1: Yeah, I certainly think you know Bret has a, a heart of gold. and yeah. um, Every every few months I'll send him a text, you know, just to say hi, see how he's doing. He's come over overcome so much in his life, you know. Yeah. So so if you need some a hero to look up to, he's certainly uh, a good one.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, Dre won the beat. Uh, wants to know your top five George Michael songs. We know you're a big, big fan <laughs> of Wham.
1: I am a big fan of Wham. Um, so, gosh, you know, I mean, how about uh, there's no songs that I don't like, George <laughs> Michael.
0: <laughs> so you still, I mean, you're uh, with your, I don't know, Spotify or whatever you listen to. Is that still a big part of the playlist?
1: It it absolutely is. And <laughs> I have a I have a fairly decent size of uh, vinyl record collection. I have maybe seven hundred albums. Really. And, um, and I have probably ninety ninety to a hundred George Michael Wham albums. And they say, well, they didn't make that many. Well, you have the Japan release. You have the Brazil release. You have the forty fives. Um, wow. So I mean, you know. You know careless whispers there faith is there father figures there praying for time Jesus to a child um, star people fast love I mean I just love all of his music
0: it's more than five
1: folks yeah and uh, and one thing people don't know um, when he passed away uh, a few years ago every TV show that I'm at I wear a different George Michael or wham t-shirt
0: yeah and I
1: have I have about a hundred different shirts in my collection
0: so uh how many concerts did you go to and did you ever get the chance to meet him
1: i never got to meet him i went to five concerts um so i'm so i'm four times in 2006 and saw him once in 89 for the faith tour oh man and um i was supposed to go see him in europe for the symphonica tour but that's when he got sick With Mm -hmm. pneumonia, and canceled that part of the tour, so I didn't get to go.
0: Well, I was uh, thought you could have pulled some of your uh, WWF string or WWE strings to have uh, pulled that off, that meet and greet.
1: Yeah, well, one of our production managers over there, Davey Coates, um, he knew them, uh, knew their production people, so I actually he was going to set that up, but instead I got a autograph program um, that says to Charles love George Michael, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you haven't lost that one.
1: I have not lost that. Yeah. It's, it's, I actually have a room upstairs. If I weren't so afraid of, of losing my signal here, I would actually walk up there and uh, let everyone see this crazy room. Actually, maybe huh? I will. I don't no, know. Let's
0: try. It's, it's, let's, it let's seems try. like it's good, and, and I'll just keep yeah. pitching questions to you. Keep pitching. If, we'll you, if awesome we lose downstairs. you, we'll, just, we'll hook back up. <laughs> All right. But um, let's see.
1: Uh, There's oh, a staircase this, there. All right, the look, folks. Yeah. Now look at that. That's a big. It's a four foot, um, four foot tour poster, and Boy. this is my George Michael room, right here, guys.
0: The shrine. Wow, look at this.
1: Couple life size, and uh, I mean just. I mean, so what
0: what is the uh, the, the ultimate there of what is your, so. <laughs> your greatest what is your greatest collection piece there of, of George Michael that that oh, is your all time favorite? Uh,
1: it's the autograph. Yeah, it's the it's the autograph which is right there.
0: Uh huh. So I mean, that's,
1: that's the program. That's the program that he signed, yes. All right. I've hit fans from you know, Sean, wrestling fans are the best. Yeah, yeah. I've had fans in Japan send me stuff that can't get in the states, um, whether it's horror memorabilia or George Michael's stuff. So almost all these here.
0: So do you have a junk. you have a separate room for your wrestling stuff too? Is
1: that um, the wrestling stuff that I have um, is I don't have a lot. I have a Ric Flair robe that is put away.
0: What about, the had, Natch, what about the little Nate's? What uh, about the little Nate's robe? You I mean, still have that, y- I would y- think. Y-
1: you mean this one right here? <laughs> there we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. All right. Well, let me keep pitching these questions. If you got any more go stuff ahead. to show us, I'd love to see it. But uh, this okay. is a good one, though. I, when I saw this, I thought this was a really good question. Uh, what was the biggest difference between reffing WCW and refing WWE? Is it Zero. just wrestling? Yeah. What is it?
1: Zero. Yeah. There's no difference. No difference. That's yep. Great, answer. Yeah, there is no difference. You know, I mean, um, WCW Professional Company, and they did things right. And WWE, of course, they're the best there is, and they do it right. So um, there's no difference. Same rules. No difference. Same, at all. same all. Okay.
0: Same. And also, you know, while I've got it in my head that yeah. uh, you know, I still know a few people in uh, in the company, but. They say Vince is as involved as ever. Is that the case from what you get to see?
1: It is. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's at a lot of the shows. Um, yeah. Excuse me, especially the TVs. Um, yeah. uh, he's still running the company. It's his baby. You yeah. know, I don't think that's ever changed. It's never, never going to change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, as long as he's breathing, I don't think. Uh, let's see. Um, Glenn Cooney on Instagram says, I remember Charles Reft the mud match between Trish Stratus and Stacy Keebler in August of 2002. I hope this is coming back to you because I don't know how yeah. you can forget it. <laughs> is it true that he and Trish had to go to the hospital due to the mud?
1: I think that they, um, <laughs> I think they had to like flush our eyes out because we had so much mud in the eyes. Huh. I don't remember going to the hospital. But um, I'm pretty sure our doctors had to flush our eyes out. I mean, that was a lot of, a lot of.
0: Matches. Yeah, I was say, what do you remember of that match uh, or whatever yeah. the hell it was? <laughs> I'm
1: going to be honest. The only reason I remember it, someone, it might have been this guy, posted a picture oh. of me covered in mud from that match. Um, and that's the only reason I remembered it.
0: All right, Glenn, uh, there's your answer on that. Sorry, one, sorry but, Glenn.
1: Uh, no trip to I the was hospital. Yeah, I didn't like it because it messed up my hair. But <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh, Manuel on Twitter says, "How intense was the long run to the ring at WrestleMania 24? You have some wheels, man. Yeah,
1: that was that was so much fun. And every year, it's like, man, please let me run to the ring. Let me do a run in. Let me do a run in. So." Um, and the funny thing is, the fans—they take the time to make these little memes and little videos set to all this music, yeah. slow motion. Um, so it was—it was incredible to do. I uh-huh. thought I looked pretty dorky running down the ring, but—but but it was incredible. Uh-huh. Thank goodness I'm sort of a runner, or used to be. Um,
0: so you still got some wheels? You could do it again.
1: I can do it again. And I have one be. more in me, Sean. Uh,
0: do you? Oh, well, I think it, sh- it should happen. There's no question about that. Uh, Brian, Sant- uh, Brian Santoro, another uh, great loyal Patreon member, uh, was the little Natch your idea? And if not, what was your first thoughts when presented with the idea? And I think you kind of touched on this earlier that Nash right. was involved. But uh, was it what, you know, did they give you the opportunity to uh, weigh in on it or you just go whatever you guys want me to do?
1: Well, Kevin asked, you know, he offered it to me, asked me if I wanted to do it. I didn't hesitate for yeah. one second, you know, because he knew where it was going. You know, he, he told me I'd get to wrestle um, as a, a, a little Ric Flair is what he called it at the time. Um, and then I never had any idea. I don't think they did either that eventually I would tag with Rick. Mm-hmm. And if the injury wouldn't have happened, the rumor is that Rick and I were going to tag team all summer long. Really? Which would have been incredible. Oh, but, that,
0: that damn Randy Savage.
1: But, well, it probably worked out better for Rick's career <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, for my, and for my refereeing career. Because yeah. after, you, after you do something like that, Sean, how do you go back to refereeing? You know? Yeah. So um, everything worked out for the best.
0: Yeah, and how much of an appreciation did you have for what those guys did after, uh, you know, that run? Uh, Oh,
1: absolutely. Well, you know, in running in the ring, and I used to go out and run five, eight miles a day. Yeah. But once you get in the ring and you run 20 feet back and forth, after you do 80 feet, you're blown up. Yeah. It's a totally different type of cardio. Um, If that makes any sense. I know it probably doesn't make sense to anybody. What you ran 80 feet and you're out of breath, but you can run five miles. Um, It gives you a whole respect for these guys that do matches that are 10, 15, 20 minutes. I can't even imagine how Flair and Steamboat did 60-minute matches.
0: Yeah. But if you watch
1: them back, there's not a lot of rest spots. There's arm bars and headlocks and things, but there's a lot of movement going on. Those. Yeah,
0: and and the and the ones that are the best at it, they train a whole different way. I, mean, I, I I remember you know when I was younger and I played a lot of rugby and you know it's the same kind of thing. You're getting you know running full all out, getting knocked down, got to get back up, right. and that's how you train. You bur it's burst. Yes. And then you know and then being able to get up and and that's like you said, three minutes, you're 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 got nothing. You know, <laughs> I know
1: when I was doing You're the just, training down in Tampa, you know, I yeah. don't know how many times I had to go outside and, and, and throw up yeah. just because it's something that my body wasn't used to.
0: Yeah. Even though you thought you were, you probably were in shape, but right. uh, nowhere near, but, but, you know, like really, I'm sure you got a great appreciation for what, uh, what they do, you know, even just, Absolutely. you know, people that, uh, you know, go in the ring and they just try and, you know. Do the ropes, and they're you know they're the next day they're black <laughs> and blue because absolutely it, 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 just imagine doing that every single day. Right, Adam Garlow uh, says, "What is your most prized piece of film memorabilia?" And we know that you're a, a big film buff.
1: Okay, it's uh, right here, folks. It's a Night of the Living Dead Ooh. original movie poster. So that's probably my favorite piece of horror memorabilia. Where'd you
0: get? Um, how'd I, you get a hold of that?
1: Um, Wanted on an auction site. Online, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I have you know hundreds of movie posters. I also collect uh, life-size animatronics, uh, full-size bust, horror mask, um, toys, figures. So, but uh, I love I love Night of the Living Dead. It was one of the first horror movies I saw and loved as a child. And um, I was lucky enough to get that. Yeah,
0: and uh, you can see the stuff over his shoulder. there. he's got some really yeah, great.
1: All kinds memorabilia. Of Man, your house is a stuff.
0: museum, Charles. It is. Huh.
1: It is. I have no room for anything else, but I keep, <laughs> keep buying stuff. <laughs> Just keep adding to it. Yes. All
0: right, uh, Don Hyman uh, says, uh, what is your favorite piece of Wrestlema- WrestleMania a wrestling memorabilia? I know you said you don't have much, but is yeah. there something that besides the – I know you said you have a, a Ric Flair robe, which yeah. is a that's tremendous – That's the number one thing. Item. That's Absolutely. it? Absolutely.
1: That's it. That's, that's the number one thing. You know, and I have, um, like, I have a photo of Edge and myself for his retirement match, or his last match they did, yeah. um, that he signed to me. Something like that's very important. Uh, I have Personal. A, a plaque with John Cena on it for his 16 time that he signed to me as well. So those are, are very, very important to me as well.
0: Um. Also, from Don said, can you feel the difference in the atmosphere of the crowd when someone like an Undertaker or Bray uh, Wyatt comes out? And I, I remember uh, when I first was involved with the WWF and going out in the crowd when Hulk would come out, you could feel it. I mean, it wasn't just hearing it; you could feel it yeah. through your body. You could are feel there, the
1: uh, energy. Yeah. Yes, I mean, every they're just people are so excited. Yeah. When they come into the ring. When they enter the arena, they know that something special is about to happen.
0: And it is, you know, and it is amazing, Charles, to think. Uh, you know, I've been to a lot of huge sporting events. I've been a World Series and you know Super Bowls. And and I tell you, it's it's doesn't compare. And you talk about wrestling fans, right? And it's not to say that there, you know, there isn't a huge cheer. And you see, but it's the 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 electricity when you have uh, someone like the Undertaker or these guys that are really bigger than life, uh, it, it is amazing. There's nothing else that compares to it in, in sport. Yeah.
1: And I absolutely agree. I mean, I th- you look at WrestleMania, the way that the wrestling fans keep their energy level for six to seven hours Yeah. because they get to the arena, then there's a two two-hour pre-show, and then the show's four or five hours. And they are just as excited and have so much energy even for that last match. Yeah, You know, wrestling fans are the best, period.
0: They are. They really are. Uh, and and uh, you, you, they give they give it to you straight, too. That's another thing you really have to appreciate. because They do.
1: If, if it's something they don't like, don't they're, like. they're going to let you know. Even yeah. though, and, and we'll be honest, there's those that no matter what you do, you yeah. can't please, you know. Well, you should have done that. No. Yeah. But for the legitimate ones, when something doesn't go right, the company somewhat listens you know mm-hmm. they they enjoy the feedback from the fans
0: yeah and i'd say overwhelmingly there that are that is what um, is the makeup of most of the fans you know of course you're going to get Absolutely. either end with people no matter what you do uh let's see emil uh, uh says uh referees are sometimes portrayed to be dumb to make the finish for a match work usually to protect a wrestler how does how do you feel about that and What's been the silliest instance of this?
1: Wow. Huh. Um, I, I think what just,
0: they're saying I, is I guess you take the fall. a lot. You have to.
1: Yeah. And and that's bad that they do that because the referee shouldn't have the heat. Yeah. You know, just like I'm, I was saying about breaking up two guys during a street fight. That's dumb. Why yeah. would you do that? You know, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Honestly, everything we're we're in control. If we do what we're supposed to do, and we don't always do that, um, if we were to count guys out when they don't do what they're supposed to do, if we were to count three if they don't get their shoulders up, yeah. um, that's on us. That's really not on the performers. It's on us.
0: All right. But like you said, then it, it does make you look dumb because they're not it they're does. not doing their job um and, and is there an example that stands out to you and you don't have to name particular uh personalities in this but where was a match where it was like come on <laughs> like i can only help you so much
1: well i had a last man standing match one time and i was on like number seven or eight <laughs> and neither one of them had moved yet yeah. so i had to like try to get them to to do something yeah get them to move
0: Okay. Uh let's see was there a particular moment when uh, you realized the WCW uh product was a long way off the WWE at the time? Uh at, at what uh, and I think we're talking about near the end there when it uh it did get just silly.
1: Yeah, it, you know, I'm a loyal person. Yeah. So when all that stuff was going on, I'm going to switch over and plug in. Um I'm pretty loyal and I always thought that we were great, regardless of what was going on. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think because you respected the guys you worked with, uh, and it's not always they're the ones that are, you know, having to to make what they can look good out there.
1: Right. Go Try ahead and go change
0: ahead. it, because I can pause on this. Yeah, so.
1: I, uh, I had to. Uh my phone was giving me a low battery warning, so yeah. I, I just had to plug in. That's all. Yeah, I'm,
0: good. I'm keeping you here forever, but I told you no, these, that's fine. these no, guys with no. their questions, man.
1: I, I appreciate all the questions, you
0: yeah. know. Yeah, they're good ones. I'm glad we. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, Charles, we whittled them down. We got uh, a, a lot of them here. Uh, and as I say that, uh, Pearson <laughs> Broadwater wants to know what shampoo do you use, Charles?
1: <laughs> I use J. Beverly Hills Ad Body Shampoo. In oh. Color color protectant conditioner. So there you go. <laughs> that's See? it.
0: You're getting it all today, folks. You're getting it all. Uh, DJ DJ Nick on Instagram says, "Most nervous you've been for a match." Oh, well, that's a great one.
1: I was I was nervous for the Ric Flair Shawn Michaels match. Were yeah. Um, just just because of what that match meant, you know. Yeah. Um, I knew that with Shawn and Rick, and there it was going to be a great match, and I just wanted to to hold up my end and make sure that I didn't mess up a very, very special moment for for both of them.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, people ask me that all the time, uh, like, do you get nervous still? And um, even after all these years you've been doing it, but I think in a way if you don't, I, and I don't know how people describe it, I don't know how you do, but I feel like if you don't have that, then, then what are you doing in there?
1: Exactly. You know, yeah. it, it keeps you on your toes. It's it's excitement from, and being nervous from being afraid you might mess up, but it's also the excitement of right. being able to do what you love to do, night in and night out.
0: Yeah, that so you're you on know, that stage. That's
1: ex- I just I go out into the arena and I look around and I just think, look how lucky I am to be here. You know, there's so many people that would love to do what I do, and for for some reason, God has put me here to To be able to do this, so I get excited. I mean, there have been times when I just tear up in the ring just because it becomes so overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I think moment. you said. I think you've said that during that uh, that Ric Flair retirement match at WrestleMania 24 that uh, everybody was crying.
1: Yeah, and I guess that included crying. you. Yeah, I, I blew a couple of snot bubbles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit embarrassing, but man it was that was that was very very emotional yeah. you know um of, of course rick didn't really retire cuz he went somewhere else and wrestled a few matches but um you know we thought that was it we'd never see rick in the ring again yeah and um, but
0: even if, even if you knew that it it was just that recognition uh yes. after all the time and all he had accomplished it was just uh like a moment to see that I, I you know, it wasn't so much, and you know, that he was leaving the ring forever, or that which was a part of it. But I think just the appreciation and then the recognition of it, and even, Absolutely. you know, you could tell even with him, it that was no work. I mean, he was, you know, right. definitely feeling well, emotional.
1: Well, you know, now I think that he thought that was it for him too, completely. really, at the time. Um, just yeah, I think just the opportunity um, he was given, the opportunity. To be able to be in the ring, and I think people that are in this business, it's something hard to let go of.
0: Oh God, you we know? know that. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I hope and pray that I have another good ten years left to do this. Oh, um, really. That's that's why I, I work out and I run, and I try to stay as youthful as I can. You know, um, it's we all know it's an image business. Yeah. So um, and you have to be able to get up, get down, get back up, get down, get back up um, without any problem.
0: And and you must be amazed at at some people like Mark, who's, you know. I look, I remember him coming in as a kid and he's still uh, where he's at now and still still stepping into the ring. And we see, you know, some of these other guys going in in their 50s. Uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, and you could tell, like, the ones who did take care of themselves, uh, early on and, and, uh, you know, were very serious about getting to the yes. gym when they needed to and eating as well as they could and not staying out, you know, uh, how they've done it. And then, of course, there's Ric Flair who could probably go on the ring tomorrow and <laughs> everybody still wonders, like, he's like the Keith Richards of, uh, of wrestling. Yes, he is. Not that he's all. I'm just saying that he's considering what he's You know the pounding and what he's done to that that chassis he has, and then I don't know how much sleep he's had over the last (laughs) forty years or so, but uh, he's just a a a very unique individual. Let's let's leave it that leave it there. Absolutely. Um, Well, and you did mention this. What were some of your more serious injuries or bumps you took? And you know we didn't talk uh, specifically about some of the bumps. But uh, were there a couple that really, you're like, man, am I going to do this?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Sid Vicious, he, uh, oh, he did uh, a powerbomb on me one time. and he, I folded up like an accordion on that. I mean, Kevin Nash gave a great powerbomb because he would just lay you down nice and flat. But I don't know. One day, Sid, I, he just he drove me right through the mat, and I folded right over. Um,
0: I think I saw him give you a clothesline, too, that I think took your head off.
1: Yeah, because I'm so short, so that's where they hit you, you know. Um, Probably one of the – it looked the worst, but it was the easiest, was the spear that Goldberg gave me. Oh. Um, It was a run-in with Jericho, and Jericho threw me in front of Goldberg, and he speared me, and it looked like – I mean, he just mauled me. But half. He, he took care of me. I didn't yeah. feel. I t- I told him, I said, man, we need to do that again. When I saw him this week at TV. <laughs> I, said, yeah. about, I would love to do it.
0: Yeah, he's ready. He's still doing it. Uh, well, I tell you, what about that uh, pile driver from Medusa, though? That looked a little scary. Was, was that, that just the way it looked? You,
1: you know, it, it really was because she knew how to take care of me. And I, I had never taken a pile driver before, yeah. except for, you know, my brother and I, when we were in high school – we did a little talent show where we had a professional wrestling match. And he gave me a pile driver, but it wasn't like the Medusa pile driver. Yeah. Um, but she took care of me. But, yes, I was scared because I had heard of people jamming their necks and things yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's serious injuries. If you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, it could be really dangerous. Um, let's see. What was the scariest moment I've ever run into while calling a match? Todd Siegel asked moment. that question. Was there huh. a moment where you saw somebody get really badly hurt, or just well, do something?
1: <clears throat> well, during the Jericho, um, gosh, gosh, what was his name? Kid that broke his ankle, Neville. Huh. Um, Neville got hurt, and I kept asking him if he was hurt, and he wouldn't answer me, so I didn't know he was hurt. Um, I mean, that's that was. That was bad. Um, But I've never been in there when someone – actually, I'm going to correct myself. Worst thing I ever saw was when Fit Finley got put through a table in Jackson, Mississippi and ripped off the back of his calf when he went through the table. And, um, I mean, I stopped the match immediately. He was gushing blood. I took my shirt off, which that had to be horrifying to the crowd (laughs) I took my shirt off. And I wrapped it around his leg, but Jesus. you know, we had thought that was going to be a career-ending injury for for Finley. But he what came was back the, from
0: it. What was wrong with the table?
1: It's just you know those Formica tables, the way that he went. Oh yeah, it, those it things just, are like uh, it, like it's a razor like blade glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it, it cut him wide open, and we immediately stopped the match. Um, I believe it was with the Nasty Boys. Yeah. Um, but I uh, put him through it, and he was just gushing blood. It was yeah. that was that was terrifying. I had never seen so much blood, except for maybe on Ric Flair's forehead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, whenever, whenever, quite he could. often.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: let's uh, well, Nick uh, Smith. Uh, w- I'm just going to give you a shout out there, Nick Smith, because uh, he did. Uh, uh, Charles answered the, his question about uh, Ric Flair's WrestleMania 24. Retirement match. Okay. Uh, Aaron Michael uh, Marsh on Twitter, what's the biggest reaction you've seen Vince have? Vince? Vince reacting to something. Any good stories of uh, Vince backstage? No, or?
1: Yeah, you know, because I, I don't really have anything to do with Vince. You know, he's yeah. sitting over there at Gorilla. Um, Thank
0: Vince God you're not really, on the headset, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, so – Sorry I'm not able to answer the question, but there's there's really nothing where I have seen him react to something in a negative or positive way that really stands out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, uh, people would have asked me that many times, uh, and maybe it was just a period, different period of time. But all the time that I spent, you know, like backstage – and I was many times in the meetings and backstage – I never saw him just lose it, and in the way people right. have sometimes <laughs> tried to describe it, but that isn't my was never my experience. He was always very controlled. Maybe behind closed doors it was different, but right. that's the way it was for me. And uh, we're getting down to the uh, the close here. Okay. Uh, is there did you is that retirement match your all time Rick Flair favorite match or is there another one? Because uh, Cody Mincy wants to know from Instagram.
1: If, yeah, is there, that's that's absolutely my favorite flare match that i I got to referee I would I wish that you know if I could go back in time I would love to have done a flare steamboat match
0: oh um, yeah God. yeah right
1: right yeah, that was... you know um I think Tommy Young probably did 90 percent of those yeah. um, but well I any match
0: steamboat was in uh, in those days and uh, Rick would have been awesome but uh, boy some of the the matches greatest matches ever with with steamboat has been involved in absolutely yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, well, you already talked about the little Nate storyline. Is that that uh, got to be one of your favorite memories of all time in in your career uh, doing it, that that storyline with
1: him? Yeah, it was, Sean. That's the, the sad thing about it was it happened so early in my career. It's like, where do you go from here? <laughs> you know. Um, but that was that was exciting, man. People, it's been, gosh, 1999 when that that happened. And, uh, people still call me little in age yeah. happened 20, 21 years ago and they're still saying it. So I, it had some impact on some people and, and that is a very, very humbling experience.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the last one here, um, and, and I'm going to word it this way. I think it's a little different than, uh, Sydney, okay. uh, Quanville said, but, uh, he, he, he says, you know, how did, it, how did it feel knowing you were going to crown Ric Flair and John Cena as the only two 16 time champions? Uh, I think I should, I want to word it in a way that if somebody would have told you when you started refing that one day, young man, one day, one day okay. you will, you will cry, you will be in, uh, in, in matches where, uh, Ric Flair and this kid named John Cena are going to be the only 16 time champions and you're the guy that's going to be in the ring when they, when they do it, uh, You know, each of them does it.
1: It would be unbelievable. You know, I would say there's no way that is going to happen. Because, number one, just to be roughing a Ric Flair match, and then once I got to WWE and got to know this kid by the name of John Cena, um, you know, I I have so much respect for Cena, for his worth ethic, and just everything that he does. You know, he is a great, great guy. And um, for me to be in the ring with him was um, it was an honor.
0: Uh, I've heard that many times too about John. I never had the chance to work with him. Uh, I've met him before, but uh, I know people that work closely with him, and they they say that you know for all the time he's been there, and uh, of all the great people they've been around, that uh, seen as the guy, and has always been really genuine and
1: absolutely he is. I mean, yeah. So Go back, see his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Go see yeah. his movies. His movies are good. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have
0: thought, like, Cena, Rock, now even Batista. Batista, yeah. Are, like, yeah. legit big-time yeah. movie stars. I mean, Rock is yeah. the biggest star on the planet.
1: In the world,
0: right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, it's well, when he was uh when we were in LA when he was there I actually posted a picture of us together and I said, "You know, this guy called The Rock, he wouldn't leave me alone. He kept <laughs> coming up bothering me for a picture all day. Finally I had to take <laughs> take one." So, that got a lot of funny responses on on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah I bet I bet